The following program contains elements of programming that are previously recorded and may appear as live. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by Eight Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Well, good morning in Central America and good afternoon on the East Coast. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Steve Tyra, along with Mike Fiella, recording up here in Buffalo, New York, yet being heard around the country on American Family Radio. We are so glad you're here. Good morning, good afternoon. It's so exciting. Yeah, good morning and good afternoon. We're all over the place. But when you think about it, Steve, 17 states that were served with Eight Days of Hope, and now we have an opportunity to go across more than that but uh with the radio show and share the stories the god stories that god has been doing through eight days of hope and other ministries attached to us so it's it's awesome so what is eight days of hope eight days of hope the number eight in the bible means new beginnings eight days of hope started after hurricane katrina where we've helped people rebuild their homes for free nothing Mm. no pay no money uh, all in the name of jesus from coast to coast six thousand homes have been built by skilled and less skilled volunteers don't let the enemy tell you that you're non skilled You You might be less, but you're not Mm non-skilled. More information about the ministry, go to 8daysofhope.com. That's 8daysofhope.com. Mike, I am so pumped for today's guest. Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh. She is one of my most favorite people in the world that we do ministry with. Her name is Brooke Crowder. Brooke is the founder of The Refuge based in Austin, Texas. It is the largest facility in the country providing a fresh start, a safe place for those rescued from sex trafficking under the age of 18. I was reading a lot of the story, a lot of the statistics that stuck most in my mind under the age of 18. You know, people don't realize sex trafficking is the largest, fastest growing crime in the world, second only to drugs. And and it's happening in every city in America, every city. You know, for 20 years, I lived in Tupelo, Mississippi, 35,000 people. I've lived in Buffalo, New York, you know, a million people in the metropolitan. It's happening in every every city in America, you know, from Kansas City to L.A. to Birmingham, Alabama. It's happening in your city. And this is the time, Mike, for the church should take their blinders off 99 billion dollars wow 99 billion i i I still are you kidding me you know i mean i I can't wait to hear you know from brooke of how we're combating some of this and what we're doing to to rescue and to rebuild and these these young ladies yes rebuild their lives help them take a you know a fresh start you know back in october of last year mike eight days of hope started a new arm of the ministry we take skilled professionals with us after a background check, and we help these ministries either renovate, build, or remodel facility to expand the the uh, the hope That's to right. those who are feeling hopeless. Do you know before this year there were only six hundred bedrooms or 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 beds? beds I hate right. to keep it that simple, but there was only places for six hundred people who've been rescued from trafficking to go. Our hope and goal is to see that number go to 6,000 in the next 24 months. Yeah, and it has to. And, uh, and and these are run a little bit different than our regular rapid response or rebuilds. It's kind of like a 
undercover in a sense. You have to it be is, careful. It is. I mean, we don't wear our Eight Days of Hope shirts. Now, we provide lodging and food for all of our volunteers. But if you're a skilled professional, if you're an electrician, a plumber, a painter, you know how to do concrete work, um, uh, maybe I already said a roofer, you can do flooring, uh, plumbing work, um, please go to our website, 8daysofhope.com, and sign up for our email alerts. And uh, we're going to tell you today that in the next four months, we're going to four different states, four different cities, and we need your help. So right. let's go over that really quick. In July, just next month, a couple weeks away, mm-hmm. we're going to be in Buffalo, New York, serving PATH, People Against Trafficking Humans. And on that effort, we need some people that know how to do painting. And flooring is, is the main part of that okay. project. And then the next month in August, we're going to Texas to serve Hope Rising in the Houston market. Rather not give out the name of the town, but they're in the area of Houston, Texas. On that particular project, we need concrete people. People know how to do concrete. Uh, we need people that know how to do drainage. Uh, we have uh, we need help in, in construction of a, a kitchen, gutting a kitchen okay. and building a commercial kitchen. So if you're gifted in that, you know, we need your help. The next month seems a long away, a long time away, but September, mm. we're going to Indianapolis and we're going to help us sent 121. Uh, that's a ministry that uh, dear friends of our ministry, Frank and Linda Reich, are right. part of. Frank coaches the Colts. used to be here in Buffalo. He's been around the country. Mm. Philadelphia won a Super Bowl. Should have won one in Buffalo. Oh, but come on, anyways, come on. <laughs> um, uh, we're going to be serving them. And then for that particular project, we're looking for people that know commercial buildings, construction mm-hmm. using metal studs and flooring and lights. Uh, we have a lot of painting and drywall there, uh, wow. some electrical work as well. And then mm-hmm. in October, whew, it's a lot wow. to remember. But in October, we're going to be back at our national headquarters area, Tupelo, Mississippi. And uh, that particular job, we need electricians and plumbers, drywall experts, finishers, um, people that know how to do mudding. Yeah. Uh, do you know how to mud? Um, I know what mud is, but... Uh, <laughs> no, not that kind <laughs> Oh, no, not that kind. Okay. Yeah, a little bit of drywall. I, I can do a little bit. We want to do one a month, and we need your help. Pray, volunteer, donate. Pray for this ministry as we uh, start uh, pursuing those helping out with natural disasters, not uh, not just natural disasters, but human disasters. Mm-hmm. And, and also, you can volunteer if you're a skilled professional. Uh, go to 8daysofhope.com, and you can always donate. We need people to donate as well. Mm-hmm. This is not the best time to be raising money in the it's country. It's a tough right? time, but once you give, it's going to come back, and it's going to come yeah. back, and it's uh, you know you know that principle here. Did you say pray too? Pray, you... volunteer, and donate. Okay, I got that one in there. All right, you got that's that. the most important one. Absolutely, that's how it starts, and that's how it continues. <laughs> you can donate online at eightdaysofhope.com or uh, mail us a check. We'll tell you later on uh, the P.O. box. But uh, all of our fixed costs are covered by our national partners. Awesome. You can see those national yeah. partners on our website as well. So a lot going on, but I'm really excited to talk to Brooke. I am too. You know, I just, uh, numbers are hitting my, I, I'm getting this from you now. You're a numbers guy. Yes. It's starting to be affected in my life. Uh, 600 beds. Now think about this. 600 beds is across the country. That's it. But I just read something here. There are currently 79,000 young adults, minors that are, that are being trafficked. In the state of Texas alone, Mike. Right. Yes, I, I'm still thinking. Yeah, I guess think I'm about thinking that. Texas. As many people as you can put into the the football stadium in Nashville, or in Buffalo, or Indianapolis, or in Kansas City, mm-hmm. that's how many kids are being trafficked in the state of, of Texas, Texas right. alone mm-hmm. on this Saturday. And 600 beds are available. 
So if they're rescued, there's only 600 places you can take them to go get help. Today you're going to learn about the most amazing ministry that I've met, you know, doing this the last seven, eight months, and it's called The Refuge. It's down in, in Austin, Texas, Yes. and Brooke Crowder, she founded it, and she leads it. Mm-hmm. She does so much more, and I love that God has connected the dots of Eight Days of Hope and and, and, and Brooke and The Refuge, because we were there mm-hmm. late last year, did, did some work. They have an equine... Do you know what that is? Equine? Help me. Therapy. That's a horse. <laughs> okay. I guess. I didn't know that. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. But no, it's it's horse therapy. So we actually help really? them build a facility so the young girls that have been rescued, part of the therapy is being around animals and riding horses. And wow. we built a beautiful facility for them at no charge uh, because that's what God's called us to do. Yes. Uh, thankfully, donations take care of that. But it was an amazing time. We're going to hear more about that it was, as well today. Man, how do you keep it all together? There's just, there, you know, I mean, I, I'm I thinking as you're talking, how do you connect to these? It's God is placing. Absolutely. He knows your heart's swelling, the ministry's hearts, the leadership's chomping at the bit to go and help out. So when God presents an opportunity, you jump on it and go. And so if you're listening today, and I know you are, um, and, you, and you get that tug on your heart, I want to serve, I want to pray, I want to give, I want to volunteer. Do it, do it, do it, because your life will be changed. If you go to our YouTube channel and click under the upload videos, you'll see a video of the safe house we did in uh, outside of Houston, Texas, called Elijah Rising. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll get a chance to meet a young lady who has gone through that journey okay. and resides there, and, and she was kind enough to share her story. And that's on our YouTube channel at 8 Days of Hope. But, uh, Mike, so much more going on. But today is the last day. We have volunteers at our newest satellite. Cedar so Rapids. we're based in Tupelo, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. That's where our national headquarters, and we have you know a bunch of our equipment, and we train people. We have a northeast satellite whenever there's a natural disaster where we have equipment and leaders leaving Buffalo, New York, where we're actually doing the broadcast from today. And we're opening up a a Midwest satellite in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And for the last seven days, we've had about 25, 30 people in Cedar Rapids Mm. preparing a facility that we're going to cut the ribbon right around September 1st. It's been an exciting week. They've been painting and hanging lights. Uh, They've been fellowshipping. Uh, They've been having so much fun. And we love Cedar Rapids, Iowa. What a great community. And I'm sure you've been feeding them eight pounds of food every day. Oh, my gosh. I was doing so good. I'm down a little bit. I've been really working hard. But, you know, when you go to when you go hang out with your friends, right, and you're serving. And that's what happens when you go on a mission field. Well, it's it's it is it's it's a camaraderie that never never ends. Um, like sometimes you stay in touch throughout the year, uh, but ne- the next time there's something to do through Eight Days of Hope. It's just like family. You've never yes. like you've never left. And you, you re- of course, you eat a lot though. Got to be careful. Well, don't tell my bride, <laughs> but you know, ice cream isn't on my plate on my uh, approved list of things these days. But um, <laughs> but if it was just one time, that would be acceptable. It's that second <laughs> visit, that third day later when the volunteers say, "Come on, Steve, let's do it." And, and well, you have did, to say yes. Well, does your wife do what mine used to do? I get weighed before had, I had no, to get on the scale before no, I leave and when I come thing. home. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, Well, good morning uh, to Central America and out on the West Coast. Good afternoon on the East Coast. Steve Tyber along with Mike Fiala. You're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Today, in just a minute, we're going to be talking to Brooke Crowder. She's the executive director, the founder of The Refuge, the largest facility in the country, providing a safe place for those rescued from sex trafficking. Mm. Morning, a minute here on Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. 
Eight Days of Hope is supported by a combination of donations from listeners and business partners like Provia. Provia is a manufacturer of residential doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. Provia is committed to serving their customers and sharing Christ in order to let our light shine before others so they may see our good works and give glory to our Father who is in heaven. More about Provia and their products at provia.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of 8 Days of Hope. The fastest growing crime in America and across the world is those who have been trafficked, sex trafficking. 8 Days of Hope has decided to be a part of making a difference with the body of Christ around the country. It's amazing to think that there's 13,000 animal shelters across the country, and that's a good thing, but there's only 600 beds for people who've been rescued from sex trafficking. And I know it's not a fun subject to talk about, but God has called the church to take its blinders off. Come be the hands and feet of Jesus. Every single month, somewhere in the country, we're going to part with an existing ministry. And for 14 days, we're going to bring skilled professionals to renovate, rebuild, or remodel a facility so that more can be rescued from this heinous crime. We would love to see you on a future trip. For more information about the ministry, our safe house construction ministry, please go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. And welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. <laughs> it's going to be with you this morning or this yes. afternoon, wherever you're listening across America. So thankful for our partners who support the ministry of Eight Days of Hope. As always, go to 8daysofhope.com, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter for more information. But today, mm-hmm. today is the day that I, man, I get so excited all week. You know, I was hanging out in Cedar Rapids last week, you know, helping, sure. you know, team up with the volunteers as we re- renovate a facility that will be our Midwest satellite. I was thinking about this conversation with Brooke. Crowder. And Mike, this is a conversation that needs to be heard, not just from parents of teenagers, but grandparents and and teenagers themselves as well. I mean, this is something that's happening today across America. And it's people are being trafficked uh, against their own choice. And it's the least talked about, whether it's in our families, in our churches, in our men's group should be talking about this and how to I mean hit hit hard on this. And it's it's gotta be it's got to, it's the veil's got to be torn, and we need to come out and talk is, about it. It's not an easy topic to talk about. It's uncomfortable. It's 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 you know not many pastors are preparing a message for Sunday as we you know start anew after COVID nineteen to talk sure. about a subject that parents don't want their kids to hear. But but parents, social media 
gaming sites. Here you go. They're Come finding on. ways to traffic our kids. But today, we want you to learn more about it. So this morning, so excited to have this individual on. Had a chance to meet her, gosh, I don't know, about six, seven, eight months ago. And Mike, have you ever met somebody and there's an instant connection? Oh, yeah. Because of their heartbeat for the Lord and, sure. and how they're using their gifts? Um, well, th- there's an instant connection because this young lady, her name is Brooke Crowder. Uh, she lives in Dallas, but she leads a ministry down in Austin called The Refuge. Brooke, good morning. Hi, good morning, Steve and uh, Mike. Yes, that's yeah. Mike's like, what about me? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to go take a break, Steve. No, 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 no I'm kidding. Good. So good to meet you, Brooke. Uh, looking forward to just what we're going to be talking about today. So, Brooke, um, you're in Texas, so I know the humidity down there is probably 112. I don't know if we can go over 100, but in, <laughs> if it could, everything's bigger in Texas. Um, but, but, boy, this... Um, this facility called The Refuge. But before we even start talking about it, Brooke, uh, you live in Dallas. Give the listeners a little bit of a background of why you started The Refuge, which now today is really the benchmark for other ministries as they launch. Yeah, well, Stephen, 2004 was the first time I ever heard about children being trafficked for sex. And that was... um, a time when my daughter was six years old, and I was learning that six-year-old children were being trafficked for sex, and it broke my heart. And that led me on a a journey, if you will, to discover what was really going on, first around the world and then here in our own country. And um, when I realized that there was very little going on in our own country to help these children recover and rebuild their lives, I I felt compelled to do something, and over the course of several years, God began to give me a dream of a place that where children could come and heal, and feel safe and secure, and access services mm. that they need to rebuild their lives. And um, I met a man that had heard I was dreaming about something, and he he asked about that. I shared the vision of the refuge and. After two hours of first meeting, he said, do you want 50 acres to build that dream? <laughs> wait, 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 time out. Yeah, what, yeah. what did he Let's ask you? again. <laughs> yeah, he, he, said, he said, listen, do you want 50 acres to build that dream? <laughs> oh, my. And, um, and that was the catalyst for saying yes to what God had already been stirring in my heart for many, many years prior and that made it clear that he was at work and he was going to build this place that became the Refuge Ranch. Hmm. So what was the next step, Brooke? You got 50 <laughs> acres of land. <laughs> All right, now, how does the building get put together? What was your next step from that point? Well, <laughs> the next step was to to realize that in order to build a place that uh, children could could come and live long term, we needed to educate a community about the issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe strongly that um, this is a generational issue. These are our children, mm-hmm. and us as adults who have influence and and resources uh, need to be the ones to step up. But we first have to realize that these are our children. These are our responsibility. And so 
spent the first few years educating the community of Austin about the issue, and we would hold small gatherings as adults, and we would talk about the fact that these are our children, and we would we would paint the picture of how children would get involved and lured into this evil. And then we would share the vision of the refuge. And I think it was extremely impactful because a lot of times people hear the, the, those three words, child sex trafficking, and you immediately recoil. You don't, those sure. just don't go together. Sure. And so it gave us an opportunity to dialogue with people about what that really meant. And over the course of two to three years, the community of Austin and the surrounding communities took ownership of what we were building. And we had people coming to us saying, what can I do? How can I help? Here's what I have. It was kind of like the fishes and loaves, you know, the, 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 bringing the little bit that each person had together and God multiplied it to build an $8 million facility from raw land. We built it debt free and opened in August of 2018. So it's been a, it's been a, a journey that has been such a privilege to just be a part of. Mike, we've 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 heard this story yes. so many times. Mm-hmm. Not this exact story from from our guest, where they take a step of faith. They hear God is. calling and tugging on their heart. That's they it. say yes, Lord, not knowing how it's going to come together. She has a two hour meet. I wish I'd have a two hour meeting, get one acre of land, let alone fifty <laughs> acres of land. There you go. And then here's this facility, Mike, that's worth millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars debt-free, and they're doing it for the kingdom, right there in Austin, Texas. And so my, my next question, Brooke, so talk to the, tell the listeners a little bit about the facility. Uh, what is provided to those who have been rescued? Uh, maybe even before we get there, um, how, do the, how do these young ladies end up at the refuge? How, how are they found? How are they, are, are, you know, are you out on the streets rescuing girls or is there another organization doing that? Or talk a little bit about the rescuing part, but then the next step, what type of support you give to those young ladies when they come to your campus? Okay. Yeah, we, we do not rescue that. We leave that up to law enforcement and other organizations that are uniquely qualified to actually identify and and bring the girls out of uh, their exploitive situation. But I'll tell you, the, the, the real way children are identified today is it's not like you see a lot of times where bo- doors are busted down and, and law enforcement rescues a child out of a hotel room. That does happen sometimes. But more often than not, what happens is uh, a child gets involved in... Um, the child, the juvenile justice system or the child welfare system for whatever reason. And usually it's associated with their trafficking situation and they become identified as a victim of trafficking. So we work very closely with law enforcement, with Homeland Security, with judges, uh, with other organizations that actually do have uh, emergency assessment centers. We get calls from emergency rooms, parents who found out through a course of several 
months that this is what's going on with their child. So, so it's really from many, many sources that we get a call, we get the referral, and once a child does come to the refuge, we uh, place her in, in a cottage, which is a, like a family setting. So we're not institutional. We're very much uh, a family-oriented, relationship-oriented uh, campus, if you will, ranch, where the girls um, live in, in, in cottages where they have house mothers and, and uh, three other cottage mates. And every girl has her own room and bathroom. And when they first arrive, you know, that's a real, really sensitive, uh, delicate time for them. Of course, they're afraid. They don't really know sometimes where they've come. Um, and so what we try to do in those first months, first few weeks, is help them uh, realize they are safe. I think more than anything, so many of these girls have felt unsafe for so long and they don't know who to trust and so the first job we have is to help them feel like they can trust us and that they're safe and then that opens the door to beginning the healing process and what that looks like on our campus is unique to every child based on her age her experience her background and so we create what we call a circle of care Mm that is identified for each girl during that first month that she's there. And that involves her therapy program, her uh, living situation. You know, she comes to one cottage and then we identify what's the very best cottage long-term for her. And they immediately go into school. We have a charter school run by the University of Texas charter school system. And they begin rebuilding their education we had one, Steve, we had one girl that came to us a year and a half ago. She was a freshman, and she is graduating from high school oh, next fantastic. week. Fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you, Lord. Her high school so, yeah, we've got school on the property. We have medical care. We have uh, equine therapy. We have psychiatric care. Really, everything a child needs. If you think about your own child and the things that they need just to grow and, and, and be healthy in the world. We provide all that, and then we provide the unique services they need to address the trauma that they've had. Mike, I, I've, been, I've been there, and, okay. and talk about a wow moment. Yeah. Where, you know, you know, I was a leader in the corporate world and, and we always talked about best practices and, mm-hmm. you know, never being perfect, but trying to excel in all the, you know, caring for details in ways sure. that others don't or won't. The details that the refuge covers under mm-hmm. Brooks' leadership and, and so many other great people there that right. we had a chance to meet, it, it just it blew my mind. I mean, I remember. I remember the first time I ever had a conversation with a gentleman, actually a common friend, someone that's on her board, and he shared his own personal journey and story and why he's passionate. I remember going in the parking lot uh, after this meeting and, and just weeping. I mean, mm-hmm. weeping. Right. When I went to the refuge, uh, there was a different feeling inside because I, I saw what God has done, what He is right. doing, and in, and He wants the church, Mike, to do all they can. To, to get involved in, in a subject we don't want to talk about because, right. like she said, you know, who wants to talk about 
uh, trafficking children for sex. I mean, people heard that on the radio and they quickly changed their dial. And I get it. I understand. Sure. But if you're still listening, thank God that you are still listening. Mm-hmm. But Mike, it is amazing what they're doing at the refuge. Oh. Amazing. You know, the show, we always t- say they're God stories. If this is not the huge, I can't say hugest, <laughs> but the biggest God story that I've heard on this show, I mean, to start off with, here's 50 acres of land, and then, what, $7 million building, you know. Yeah, debt-free, right? Debt-free. Come on. Um, so it, this is the biggest God story. Thank you, Brooke, for, for having the dream and the vision and, and following through on it. But can I take a little little turn here, um, and I'm sure you would, you, you would know this. For the listener out there, the mom, the dad, the grandparent, how, how does this actually develop how are they lured in there what what are parents need to be like red flags need to watch out for that uh, to be aware of that this is this is happening because they're not aware that in their backyard this is going on any many times it is you're right mike it's going on in their backyard it's going on next door it's going on uh in every community in the united states and the thing that is the common denominator across Every story we hear is the vulnerability of the age of a child. So usually in that 12, 13, 14-year-old age when children are starting to bloom and, and look outward to the community for their affirmation and relationship as opposed to within the family structure, uh, through social media, through hanging out at the mall, through uh, being in chat rooms, these these traffickers are are there waiting and looking for those children to engage with. And a lot of times what it looks like is a, a, a relationship that seems um, very innocent in the beginning. Someone befriends a child. Someone says, oh, hey, you're really good looking. I'd love to get to know you better. They start exchanging pictures, phone numbers. One thing leads to another, but the entire time that trafficker is weaving a web, and at the right time, when they know that they've got that child where they want them, they'll lure them into that web. And and children, it, it can be as simple as meeting up with a guy that they've met online at a mall or at a park, and before they know it, they're being... They're being trafficked. It can be easily under the noses of the family. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we, it is not uncommon for a parent to call us and say, we just found out that my child was being trafficked after school for the last six months. Wow. Oh, my gosh. No. Wow. You're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. My name is Steve Tiber, along with Mike Fiel. And today, across the country, we're sharing the story of Brooke Crowder. She is the founder, the executive director of The Refuge. It's a, um, it's a facility outside or in Austin, Texas, that provides a safe place for those who've been rescued. Uh, that's the key word. They've been rescued from sex trafficking, and now that long journey of replacing, or not replacing, but but helping them um, to 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 have that fresh start, that that medical support, that psychological support, that therapy that comes with constant communication. You know, having a chapel, uh, a chaplain on campus that can love those, uh, you know, him and his wife loving those young girls unconditionally. Brooke, what's a typical day? 
at the refuge from start to end, if you can share that with the listeners. Sure. So, so the girls will wake up in the morning, uh, 7.30 to 8, make their beds, dress for the day, go, go to the kitchen in their cottage with the other cottage mates and the house mother, make breakfast, have, have a meal together, and then the house mothers walk the girls uh, a, a, across the lawn to school. And the girls go to a, a wonderfully um, staffed school that is right there on campus, and they they are in school all morning long. And the the beauty of that partnership with the University of Texas Charter School System is that every girl has had her education interrupted in some way. Right. And what they are what they do is they recover those records and then help develop a curriculum so that that child can get back up to grade level. And then, like I mentioned earlier, graduate from high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that is a game changer for children to be able to get that high school diploma and dream about what's next. And so school is extremely important. So then they leave school to go home to their cottage for lunch. They make a meal with their house mother. Sometimes the house mother has the meal ready. But for about an hour, they are back in the cottage, and then they go back to school where they have a couple more hours. And then in the afternoon, their afternoons are full, hour by hour, of various activities, all with a therapeutic bent to them. So it might be art therapy, equine therapy, uh, trauma-informed yoga. Uh, just physical exercise is so key to working out a lot of that trauma that our body holds on to. Uh, and then they go home to have dinner in their cottage, do their homework, and, and then they go to bed. And they, they go to bed. And the thing that I love, Steve, so much is we get daily reports on every girl, and I read them. Mm, okay. And one of the things that brings me the most joy is when I read in the early morning from the day before, she went to bed at 10 a.m. and slept through the night peacefully. Oh, there you go. Think about that. Oh. You can't you can't put a price tag right. on just that sense of mm-hmm. of safety security. and security. Yeah. <clears throat> wow! So I tell you, it's an amazing ministry. It's called the Refuge, and um, Brooke Crowder. We've been talking this morning. Uh, Brooke, you know, I've been there. The facility's amazing. You've got some beautiful horses. I know that Eight Days of Hope came late late last year um, to serve at the refuge. It was so much fun partnering with with uh, with y'all. Now, I'll say this: that a lot of our skilled volunteers that came there, and, and if I've ran into them since that, many of them have said. You know, when I always ask a question to a volunteer who's volunteered a lot, what's your favorite trip? What's your favorite memory? What, you know, what was your God moment? I'm telling you, Brooke, I'm not saying it because you're our guest today, but probably a half a dozen people or more have told me just over the last six months that serving at your facility was a life-changing moment. That was a great time Mm -hmm. for the volunteers and for our two ministries to come together. It was such a highlight of, of my time at the refuge as well, Steve, for me. We we all talk about when Eight Days of Hope brought up to 40 volunteers over a two-week period and transformed what was basically a 
a large, very large concrete foundation into a state-of-the-art equine facility that the girls use every single day. Oh, of, of all the therapies we do, equine is the most impactful. And so we that's why we've put such an investment into that facility. But I, I will... I will tell you that it was a it was a step of faith when I mm-hmm. said, "Okay, yes, we're going to build this." I I didn't have all the money in the bank to build it, mm-hmm. and and all along the way the refuge got built was that God provided what we needed just when we needed it. We never had cushion to go. Oh yeah, we can do that. <laughs> we had we had to go. Okay, God, we think you want us to build this. Here we go. You will provide. We know because that is who you are. And and sometimes it was in the form of a check for that equine center. It was in the form of eight days of hope with forty amazing volunteers. We ended that time with you all with a worship service in our I chapel know, with know. the staff and the girls. I know. And I will tell you, it was it was a highlight for us and a uh-huh. a game changer for the girls. We're talking to Brooke Crowder, executive director, founder of The Refuge in Austin. What's your, what's your website, Brooke? It's therefugeaustin.org. Refugeaustin.org. Refuge. Yeah, the, the Refuge. The Refugeaustin.org. Great. Great. Good. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to tell you a little bit about the partnership of of. Eight Days of Hope with many organizations across the country. And and we're going to talk a little bit, too, about how you can get involved either with The Refuge or Eight Days of Hope or maybe a ministry in your neck of the woods. But um, we're going to be back in just a minute. You're listening to Hope Reigns as a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope thanks Provia for their support. Provia is a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia combines automation with human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More information about the variety of products is available at Provia.com. That's P-R-O-V-I-A.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of Eight Days of Hope. 2020 is going to be a busy year, and you'll have plenty of opportunities to come love and serve those in need with Eight Days of Hope. One of the new arms of the ministry is our safe house construction ministry. We travel the country, and we partner with an existing ministry and help them renovate, build, or remodel facility to provide a safe place for those who've been rescued from sex trafficking. For more information, as always, please go to our website. Eight Days of Hope started as a disaster relief ministry, and it has continued to grow since then. We partner with an organization called Bigger Than Ball. Bigger Than Ball partnered with us when we went to Houston, Texas after Hurricane Harvey. We partnered with the Houston Astros, we rebuilt eight baseball diamonds in Bigger Than Ball, then put on a free sports camp. Eight Days of Hope is much more than disaster relief. For more information about this ministry or any arms of the ministry of Eight Days of Hope, please go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. Come be the hands and feet of Jesus. Something new. 
Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Good morning or good afternoon if you're on the East Coast. Uh, we're so glad that you're here. My name is Steve Tiber along with Mike Fiella. Great show today. I'm so glad that Brooke could be on with us, and this is so informational. Um, if you're just tuning in now, call somebody. We're talking about Safe House and the refuge and how to what happens to young ladies after they're rescued from uh, the sex trafficking and you you want to get this information and it's not a fun topic or an easy topic to talk about we get it but every day in america children are being trafficked for sex in your in your market this isn't just the las vegas new orleans atlanta problem this is um you know nashville tennessee cincinnati ohio and paducah kentucky this is in every every market in the country uh, this is happening, and this is the time, Mike, for the church to take our blinders off. It I is. had my blinders on for probably 50 years of my life until I learned about orphanages in Asian countries, sometimes mm-hmm. and what happens to those young girls when they age out, and, and it, it, it broke my heart, Mike. It, it broke my heart. It, it is, especially if nobody's talking about it. It can run rampant, yeah. and it, it, that's why it's grown to the $99 billion uh, industry that it is. Fastest it's, growing crime in the world. Fastest growing crime in the world and now you get a chance to make a difference pray volunteer donate we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a little bit but we're talking to Brooke Crowder Brooke before we start talking a little bit about some of the upcoming adventures that eight days of hope is going to be a part of and so the refuge you're established in Austin and, and you've got a great team God has sent a great team down in your mind what is next for Brooke um, moving forward how can you impact and help in other ways across the country to to help us all uh, not only acknowledge that we have a problem but to, to make a difference well I, I I know that together working together with organizations locally uh, we can have a huge impact we see that at the refuge you know we we don't do everything that is done at the refuge we partner with Lots of organizations and lots of people. Partners. Now we want to take that nationally. You know, when, when we built the refuge, we said on our board, and I said to myself, if we help one girl, it'll be worth it. But over the last few years, as we've helped lots of girls, my heart has been stirring to help thousands of children. Mm-hmm. And, and you were feeling led to expand your ministry, to do more for children that have been trafficked. And I was feeling the same way. How can we take the model, what we've learned, and how can we help more children around the country? And and that's led to these new relationships that I, I'm, I'm thinking you might be talking about soon, if not on this show. But, but to, together, working with people that have same heart, same value, same vision, that that really only God can orchestrate, we can have an impact on children all around the country. The fact is there are so few places yes. where children can go right. Right. And, and get those services they need to heal. And we say all the time, there is no rescue without restoration. Mm. The, the, the tragedy is that people are starting to identify children in the hundreds around our country but there's so few places for these children to go. That is a travesty to me. We identify them, but we can't help them. So right now you're listening, you're driving in a car in, in Alabama, or maybe you're sitting in your den drinking a cup of coffee in Georgia, and you're saying, okay, I mean, that's in Austin, Texas. What can I do? Well, we always say on the show there's always three things you can do all the time. I mean, 
no matter where you're at, your skill level, your financial background, we tell people you need to pray. This is this is on a, this is a runaway freight train country. And and we have to acknowledge the problem is real. It's in our backyard. And we need to be praying for people like Brooke, like the refuge, organizations. Pray for eight days of hope as as we are now in the middle of doing all we can. More on that in a minute. Second thing is the volunteer. That's it. Yeah. You can volunteer. Maybe you're a doctor. Maybe maybe you're a dentist. Maybe you have you're a professional counselor and you're being drawn to this conversation. You've got to find a way in your market of how you can get plugged in. Maybe you're a skilled professional uh, builder, a roofer, a plumber. Uh, maybe you're an art teacher, or maybe you have horses that you want to donate. You know, I don't know, but pray, volunteer, and you can donate. Go to therefugeaustin.org, therefugeaustin.org, donate there. You can also donate on our website at 8daysofhope.com. So, Brooke, the next four months, we're going to be busy. We are going to be in Buffalo in July. We're partnering with People Against Trafficking Humans. In August, we're going to be back in your home state of Texas. Uh, We're going to be serving Hope Rising. In September, we're going to Indianapolis to partner with friends of yours and mine, Frank and Linda Reich in Ascent 121. And then in October, we just firmed some dates up this past week. We're going to be in Tupelo, Mississippi, helping out friends down there. Uh, launch a ministry. The need is real, and Brooke, it is uh, it is the time for the church to respond, isn't it? I do believe so, and I believe uh, we want to be on the right side of history on this issue uh, because it is evil. What what happens to these children is evil, and and we as the church, uh, as the body of Christ, have have the, the, the tools to fight this evil. Uh, we also have the hope uh, that, that these children need. And, and through relationship with these children, they, they are restoring, mm. as I like to say, we have eyes of hope for them until they have those lenses themselves of hope for their future. Right. The church has that, and, and the church can step in and make a, a traumatic difference dramatic difference in the lives of children something brooke you said earlier and steve isn't it true together together we can get this done amen because yeah. because we all have our different lanes you know i remember meeting brooke and you know we had served them and we you know we start thinking a little bit outside the box and i was in deep conversations with frank and linda reich about how we could help them that's a whole nother story of how God has reconnected those dots. He's been a friend of the ministry, a friend of ours for, for many years, and, and of course, Linda as well. But but we are better together. And, right. and, and, and I'll tell you, Mike, um, the first time that Brooke said about doing something together, maybe under and with an umbrella organization, you hear those things when you've kind of led a ministry and it's going well and, 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 and people recognize you and they serve you and, and, you're, and you've got strong partners. Um, I don't want to say there's risk to that, but there's unknown. That's the word. There's there unknown. Go. What does that look like? What yeah. does that mean? How does it affect the, you know what you do, what God's called you to do? Is it going to open up? Is it going to be the prayer of Jabez? Is it going to open up the floodgates to, to, yeah. to do other things? And there's that little bit of a known, but it didn't take me long. I'm not the smartest guy in this room, I promise. There's only two of us here. I'm number two, <laughs> but I am number two, right? I, get, I still get the silver medal. Oh. But it's too easy to do this, it's much easier to do together, Mike, than separate. Well, that's the whole. That's the whole point of it. Many of us think, well, 
you know, God's given us this ministry, so we need to do this. We need to, we, and it gets to be a we, 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 oh, I, I, I thing. Sure. Some of it's pride, and we we got to deal with that. Yeah, Other times, right. it's just you know, I've been called, so I, and there's the I again. How can I? There's there's areas that I just can't do some things. Right. I need you, and there's things I can give to you that you need me, and uh, you know. I, I don't, when I hear this, I, I, I don't, I can't do a hammer. I, I don't, I, I can't build. You need skilled laborers. I'm not trying to promote myself. I'd love to come to one of these services and share the gift of worship that God's oh, given yes. me and leading yes. and to the next house yes. and the next house. But there's always something we can do together. You know, Brooke, touring your facility, the refuge. And again, we're talking to Brooke Crowder and you're listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of eight days of hope. Brooke Crowder is the executive director, the founder of the refuge. It's the um, largest facility of its kind in the country, providing a safe place for children, for children. Mm. Come on. To get rescued from sex trafficking. Oh. I can't even believe I have to say that. Yeah. That children, mm. Mike, you're a grandfather for for children. Yeah. Mm, I'm sorry, Brooke, but right. walking through your facility, Brooke, and um, seeing some of the paintings that these young ladies painted, mm. it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. Uh, yeah, no, Steve, I appreciate your tears, and um, it, it, it is one of those things where it breaks your heart, uh, and it should, right? If it doesn't, then then check 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 something at the door to find out what's going on. Because anyone that hears about what is is happening in our country needs to recognize that they can do something. It, don't don't step back in horror and despair. Step forward in love and hope because we can make a difference in the life of, of one child, Amen. let alone hundreds of children. Amen. We say pray, pledge, or promote. So pray, yes, absolutely. Pray, pray, pray. And then if there's an organization, whether it's Eight Days of Hope, The Refuge, or something local, or a church that's doing something about this issue, give to support that work. Or you can promote. Share what you have heard today and share, learn all you can about what's actually happening. That will equip you to do what you know you can do, you, you uniquely can do as an individual. Amen. And then together, all of us together can, can change the trajectory of many children's Amen. lives for this generation. Mike, I, I want to have Brooke on here every week. <laughs> we're just we're just gonna have her on every week, and we're gonna oh really my. educate the world. Brooke, thank you so much for hanging out with us this morning. I know it was last minute. We we had another plan, but God wanted this plan this to show happen. for today. Exactly, yes, and so thankful for your heart and for your passion. Um, I can't wait for my wife to meet you. I talk about you to her and and others like Mike. Um, and just so thankful that our paths have crossed. Before we let you go, Mike, we cannot let her go without praying for yeah. her and the refuge. And um, Mike, I'm going to ask yeah. you if you would, you know, you're a grandfather. You mm. you have grandchildren, and yes. and just the thought of any of this just is. I mean, it's heart wrenching. Okay, I, I, okay, you're, you're, you're catching me here. No, 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 no. no but we, we need to pray for her because right now, um, yeah, God has got some great things ahead, and That's I right. know, and I know Brooke's going to be at the forefront. All right, I got to collect myself after this, but Father, we do thank you that someone like by the name of Brooke Crowder heard the call, heard the voice, answered the call, 
and it started with the the donation of land and then it you just grew it thank you for her faithfulness thank you for her, the supporters she she does have thank you for her connections in schools and lord just thank you for the consistency and the passion that she'll continue to yes. go forward with to rescue these young people god have mercy on this nation of ours and around this world over this issue and break forth just great victories in rescuing more and more and more thank you father for the commitment of brooke and her staff and everything that you're doing there in jesus name we bless you for great results amen 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 uh, thank you steve and mike i i've been very blessed to be with you out during this time thank you and thank you for the prayer yeah and thank you so much brooke for your time and before you go uh listeners so you just listen to um I mean, you just listened to to to, to learned a lot more about the need in our country and how you can get involved. Share this. Go to our website, 8dayshope.com, and share the podcast. We're on iTunes under Hope Reigns, a broadcast of 8 Days of Hope. Share this story with somebody you feel could become a part of the solution by either being a prayer warrior, volunteering, or possibly donating. TheRefugeAustin.org, Brooke Crowder. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon, girl. Okay. Take care. You. Woo. Oh, boy. Man. Here's a box of Kleenex, my friend. <laughs> yeah, so we, we have a mute button. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. And, and I asked Mike to pray, and meanwhile, we're muting because he's handing me tissues. I'm sorry, Mike. You know, I am no. a passionate person, but, but I, that's never happened. We've been doing mm-hmm. the show, what, 15 months. I've never teared up during a, a broadcast. But we're talking about children, Mike. Children, right. Yeah. children and whenever you say that i do think of my four my granddaughters and uh one that's along the way too and mm-hmm. um and it's not a selfish thing i think about my neighbors sure. and i think about my yeah. church members that yep. have you know and little ones the little ones it's and, just and it's happening out there parents um uh, be aware of where your kids are on their social media sites know their social media sites there's social media sites that are set up to disguise what they really are right. you know i know my wife spends hours researching and and keeping my girls accountable our girls accountable for what they put on their phone but gaming sites yeah. and this isn't just a girl issue right. you know you have boys boys are trafficked as well i hate to bring that up but it's true yes um you know kevin malone i used to uh, manage the la dodgers he has a ministry on on the west coast that is known around the world uh as being uh on the cutting edge of of providing support for boys who are rescued Uh, but this is real it's happening in our community and i'm telling you church this is the time for us to take our blinders out pray voucher donate so this is where we're about to close but you heard something today and it's tugging at your heart and you want to become a financial partner of Eight Days of Hope. Here's our promise to you. Our fixed cost, all of our equipment, buildings, expenses, we have partners that cover that. If you want to sow into the ministry of Eight Days of Hope uh, over the next four months as we help out in Buffalo, Houston, Indianapolis, Northeast Mississippi, go to our website. Please, please, please consider this. Uh, This is a tough time for ministries to be raising money during COVID-19, but know that every penny you give, uh, we will sow into that ministry of Eight Days of Hope as we come alongside those four organizations. So our fixed costs are our fixed costs. 
Yeah, they're not going to change. They are what they are, but they're already covered by our partners. So when somebody does want to donate, like I said, they want that money to specifically go to a Safe House yes. project. They just designate it. Yep, just say Safe House Houston, Safe and House Buffalo. Every, and every penny will go to that. Every penny. Thanks. I mean, it's that simple. Yeah. My gosh. <laughs> oh, church, pray, volunteer, or donate. But um, quite a show. Uh, Brooke Crowder, therefugeaustin.org. Mike, we only got a minute. Um, wow. My mind's spinning today because this yeah. is a perfect time for the church to lead. You know, the church is led in so many, you know, during so many struggles in, in, sure. in the world's, you know, in the in the world's journey. And this is another way that the church can lead. You got to keep it in the forefront, Steve. And you know that. And Eight Days of Hope is doing that alongside, together with other ministries. We've got to keep it right in our faces, in yeah. a sense. So, talk to your pastor. Um, go to go to our our YouTube channel eight days of hope.com and under the uploads look up two, two videos one is a safe house construction video talks a little bit about our ministry and then there's a video where I get a chance to hang out with Joel Smallbone he's one of the brothers from for King and country and we talk together about the need of of, of, of us coming alongside the church coming alongside these ministries. But before we close, let me pray. Father, we just thank you so much Mm -hmm. for Brooke Crowder, The Refuge, and for so many ministries across the country. Lord, I pray that you continue to connect the dots. Father, show us the church, where we should get involved, Mm -hmm. how we should pray, if and how we should volunteer, and if and how we should donate. Mm -hmm. Father, we thank you that you're on the throne, you're in control. Father, help us take that next step of faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you're a ministry or you know a ministry in your neighborhood, in your community that might need the assistance of eight days of hope in remodeling, rebuilding, refurbishing a facility to provide a safe a safe house for those who've been rescued from sex trafficking, go to our website, 8daysofhope.com, click on safe houses, and there's and there's an application mm-hmm. right there for you. Can't make it easier than that either, Mike. Can't be any easier than that. <laughs> and I'll tell you, <laughs> go to the website. Hey, if you can get your name in in the in the <clears throat> sign up in the email list, you, yeah, we won't you... blow your emails up as you no, say, but no. you'll get the information that's necessary in a timely fashion. Yeah. Want to give a shout out to the volunteers working today in Cedar Rapids as we open our Midwest satellite. Today's day number seven for them. They'll be heading home. We we're praying for travel uh, travel mercies for them as well. But. Amen. So thankful for our partners and our sponsors. Go to our website, check them out. Thank you to WDCX up in Buffalo, American Family Radio across the country. This week, you've listened to Brooke Crowder with The Refuge. My name is Steve Tiber, along with Mike Fiello. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next Saturday at the same time, wherever you're listening. Thank you for listening. But you've been listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from 8 Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.